0: No, I used to do the, um, the Monday morning Apprentice report on the I miss in the Morning show for so many years. The Apprentice, then, of course, Celebrity Apprentice with the host who became president not long after the uh, the great Donald Trump. And, you know, if you get New York Magazine this month, if you get New York Magazine this month, it's actually pretty cool. There is a picture of uh, Joseph Tacopina, and it reads, what do A-Rod Meek Mill and Donald Trump have in common, and of course, all three big-time people are represented by my friend of 43 years, 43 years, the best defense attorney in the country, Joe Tacopino, and it's great he's on today because Trump just hired him, and I've been yelling and screaming all morning long in this city, in this city where people are scared to death, scared to come to work, scared to ride the subways, Yes. Some of the numbers have gone in our way. Shootings are down, murders are down. But for the most part, this is still way too violent, this city. And Adams will admit it. Way too violent. And you get this fat, stupid Manhattan DA, this fat, stupid Manhattan DA, Alvin Bragg, who should be worried about that, folks not coming into Manhattan because they're scared to death. And all they're worried about in this witch hunt between the Manhattan DA And his friend, the AG, also a racist, Letitia James, is how to get Donald Trump into trouble. They couldn't give a rat's ass about law-abiding citizens walking the streets. All they want to do is get my friend and now Joe Tacopina's client into trouble. This is disgraceful, this indictment about to be handed down. With more on that, here he is, the great defense attorney, my dear buddy, Joe Tacopino. Good morning, Joseph.
1: Say good morning, brother. No, it's 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 unbelievable. I mean, you know, pursuing this matter, and we'll get into this matter in a second. The DA has once again weaponized its office to influence the next presidential election. Just simple as that. I mean, for the last three years, they have scoured every aspect of President Trump's personal life, business affairs, going back decades, hoping to find some legal basis. I mean, they went to Waldman Rink, Sid, and asked people if there were any shenanigans going on with this, with the skate rentals. Money. I mean, literally, Jeez. that's how desperate hey. they are. I mean, I
0: mean, You know, it's good. I, I, I came in this morning, and, uh, of course, I don't have the TV sound on because I'm hosting the number one show in New York. But out of the left corner of my eye, thank you, I can see the TV screen. So MSNBC, they're, like, celebrating this morning, CNN. And here's what these dumb bastards don't tell you. Two weeks ago, there was a poll on Fox News. DeSantis, 28%, Trump, 43 Just yesterday, an Emerson poll... Desantis, thirteen percent; Trump, forty. So what they don't get is is that the Democrats. This is all going to backfire. People now, backfire right? They're sympathizing with President Trump. This is a witch hunt. This is ridiculous.
1: I got to tell you, I called him yesterday when all this stuff came out, and I said, "I'm, you know, President." I said, "I'm sorry. I really feel bad for And He's look that. I, I, you know, I think I'm a tough guy. <laughs> That's a tough guy. That's a different level tough guy, President Trump. I mean, to be able to deal with all this, the amount of bows and arrows being slung at him is is unbelievable to me. And 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 really when you see what this is all about, understand this case is about something that happened seven years ago where he was the victim of an extortion. And since when do we prosecute the victim of an extortion for paying an extortion? It's it's unheard of. It, you know, even even that, that loser Pomerantz, who wrote a book. And violated grand jury secrecy laws, and profited, and violated every, you know, canon of ethics regarding grand jury secrecy. Even he called the Stormy Daniel case a zombie case. Oh, of course, and, and, and every prosecutor yeah. rejected. Every yeah. prosecutor rejected. Of course, they did because I mean... any prosecution would be completely unprecedented. Sid, completely unprecedented.
0: Well you have to know is this, Joseph. Okay, for my guy Trump. Go back to that case. Who was Trump's attorney? And now the guy that's. Stabbed him in the back. Michael Cohen. Yeah. Michael Cohen right, did federal time. He's a scumbag. Who was Stormy well. Daniels' attorney? Maybe the worst, the worst human being, not just lawyer, but human being ever, Michael Avenatti. Right. So you got Cohen. You've federal got Avenatti.
1: Right. That's two, all you need to know. Federal prisoner, two federal prisoners, okay? And, and th- this case, the Manhattan Town Branch office is actually premising a case based on the word of Michael Cohen, a convicted felon, right. a convicted liar who pled guilty to lying and has made him now a career because he's got nothing left. He has no law license. Not that he was ever really a lawyer. He's got no law license. He pled guilty to lying and has made a career and continues to profit from bad-mouthing President Trump. You've got to be kidding me. Seriously. Yeah, no, That's what this, no, no, no. I know. Please, if I have the, the, the pleasure to be able to cross examine Michael Cohen, <laughs> <laughs> no, that would be great. I would watch that. I'd have to be naked when I watch that, by the way, because it would be so hot.
0: Uh, <laughs> you know, I watched uh, the president speak Saturday at CPAC, and of course, he stole the show. I feel badly for the other candidates, including DeSantis. They don't have nearly the charm or charisma oh. for President Trump, but he's out there, and he made it pretty clear that they can indict me a thousand times you know maybe georgia maybe january 6th maybe mar-a-lago it's none of it's going to stick he's not going to get convicted he's not going to prison so he may very well win the presidency with three or four standing indictments and then we're going to come to realize all of this
1: was an attempt gone bad by the democrats maybe then yes yeah i think so and what i told him and i believe this wholeheartedly that these cases these 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 cases that aren't cases, if you were John Smith or any other human being in the United States of America, they would never ever be prosecuting these cases, okay, or bringing them a win in any of these cases propels them to the White House, okay. To me, he's playing for the nomination. Winning this changes the landscape. Even the New York Times has to report his a courtroom win in something like this. Okay, and there's not many opportunities for a victory like this. So it is going to backfire. It's absolutely going to backfire. But the fact that they're they're trying to influence the next presidential election by bum rushing some charges against him. I mean, this of all the cases, Stormy Daniel, are you kidding me? I mean, please, there's no legal precedent for it, Sid. There is no. Well, can I ask you this? There's no. Legal
0: precedent for this, and I was talking about this with Morano this morning. Forget about legal precedents. I'm trying to find out what law exactly did President Trump break. I can't find it, I can't figure it out.
1: There you go. And, you know, look, campaign finance laws are murky, and all of the underlying legal theories are untested. and have never been utilized in this manner. And, and you go ask a legal scholar, they're all out there opining, including members of federal election committees have publicly stated in the past that there's no campaign law violation. Look, the federal prosecutors in Manhattan who prosecuted that lying felon Cohen, right? I mean, they, they didn't bring charge against President Trump. Because they understood that there is no crime. Right. So any yeah. good prosecution, yeah. you can't bring a criminal case when the laws aren't clear because you need to show yeah. intent I mean, to commit a crime. All, all, you can't all, do it.
0: all you need to know is this. If Cyrus Vance couldn't do it, and trust me, he wanted to, trust me, <sighs> if he couldn't do it, nobody can do it. So that brings me to this. I saw the video a couple of weeks ago when you and I kind of joked about it off the air. This psycho woman, I mean real psycho, oh, oh. comparing herself to a witch, supposed to be the forewoman. woman. Down in Georgia, how can you take that seriously after watching her? I mean, hey, how, how was she possibly going to serve she, on any jury? Her?
1: Yes, she looked, she looked a little off. I mean, the way she, <laughs> it was my fantasy. I was fantasizing about swearing in President Trump and questioning him. I mean, like, and she went on a media tour. Grand juries are not intended to be media spectacles. But, 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 add this Emily Kors, a list of people who have lost their bearings in the vicinity of Donald Trump. Add her to the list. I mean, she was a grand jury. Poor person, which makes this even more despicable. So now she's, you know, uh, capping that civic service that she did with with some damaging press tour. Um, It's unbelievable. It, It really makes prosecutors. Yeah. roll over because this is exactly what's not the grand Six six laws are important okay so so it's certainly something that's going to come back to haunt them in that case if they ever bring anything which i don't think they're going going to do um but you know i mean her 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 conduct her talking about the the, the question of, of president trump um you know her rolling of the eyes her her glances at the television where she tilts her chin down and her eyes up i mean it was like, oh my God, this this is this is the, the four-person of the grand jury, Unbelievable. investigating a matter of such importance of this magnitude. Are you kidding me? Um, so it's really it's, it's it's a scary thing, and I I, I think that's just a, a, a really an example of what has gone wrong in this country and this justice The justice system used to be something that was look, you didn't have to agree with it, you didn't always feel like you were treated fairly, maybe, but it was never. I never felt a situation where the justice system was being weaponized um, and, and the way it's being weaponized now to try and influence a presidential election or to try and get someone yeah. that people don't like. You know, and, and it's no, unbelievable. I agree. I the, else, the
0: only other time wrong. I felt the only time I, I felt robbed by the justice system, it wasn't about a presidential election. It was about race. And that's when the 12 person jury, mostly black. Allowed O.J. Simpson to walk. Don't give me this crap that Johnny Cochran was such a genius and Mark Berman was a racist. That was uh, all based on race, and it was disgusting. That one really bothered me. But outside of that, I don't remember one figure being uh, run after as often as a president has in the last seven years. O.J. was one and done, and they finally got him in that Vegas thing, and he served his time for the two murderers on that Vegas thing. But to, compl- yeah. to go after the same guy again and again and again, i got to tell you, the key to winning elections may be pile up indictments. You're going to win.
1: Yeah. Let's <laughs> well, tell you, the people who, who believe and love Donald Trump and appreciate all the great things he did like me, in, this country in those four years, yep. like you, are becoming more... Locked in in their position. So, look, the people who didn't like Donald Trump, the the people on the left, the woke, you know, all these, those people were never voting for him anyway. Indictment or no indictment. An indictment is merely a charge. They have to prove this case. I think this will be a grave mistake for Alan Bragg. I really do think this will be a grave mistake for him. He's already teetering on, you know, his legacy being destroyed. I think this will be a bad state on on that officer's legacy. I really do because they're not going to win this case. What do you think about, uh, let's move off uh,
0: the president for one second, and I'm not sure if you've been following this because you're so busy representing people like Donald Trump, but this Tiger Woods thing, I know, Rachel, you could tell I know a little bit about her. Know her a little. She's out there uh, talking and saying that uh, Tiger's ex, forget about the NDA, just stay away. Just stay away because in the end, he'll run over everybody. In the end, this is another pretty ugly story, and if, in fact, they do dive deep into this, you're going to hear some pretty disgusting stuff about Tiger, much like during those days with Rachel and those other women years and years ago. Very simple question. Legally, is there anything to this? But more importantly, if you're Tiger Woods, aren't you getting kind of old for this? I mean, really? Again?
1: Yeah, I mean... He's got obviously got some issues. I heard you and Bo discussing it yesterday. Listen, by the way, that that segment with Bo yesterday was great. Nice. That was like a three-minute roller coaster ride. We went from uh, this trash on the exit of the Van Wick to some guy got shanked in jail to Fox. He won't let him on the air. He's going crazy, and I love Bo. He's my brother. You know, uh, that was just a grab. Was like whoa. I was yeah. like, I went from like six miles an hour to seventy-five in about ten seconds. Listening to that segment, it was it was high energy, and I heard yeah, I legally looked. The fact that someone is suing because they got kicked out of a house that they don't own is mind-boggling to me. Mind-boggling. You know, Tiger Woods has got has to stop putting himself in his position, but he won't. That's who he is. Um, right, wrong, or indifferent. I know you, you could talk it back to his, his you know, childhood, his upbringing, his dad and, and all that kind of stuff, but you know, at some point you have to yeah. accept responsibility for your own actions. And it might be time for him. He's yeah. getting a little up there. Getting
0: up there. You know, I mentioned O.J. Simpson earlier. I'd be remiss if I didn't mention that uh, Robert Blake actually died yesterday. He was Beretta, yeah. and he clearly killed his wife. <laughs> he shot her right in the face, right in the front seat of his car. It was only him and her. Somehow he got away with it. Now he paid for it. He never acted it again and cost him a ton of money, but he never did jail time for that. But uh, somebody else who killed their wife and their son, Alex Murdoch, that came down last week. You were on on Friday. So well, what do you think about the, whole, the way the verdict went, the sentencing, that whole case?
1: Look, I, I read one of the jurors' comments, and I, I felt it when I was watching that case unfold. Um, the minute he took the witness stand, it was a game, set, and match. A game, set, and match. That guy, first of all, he had to admit that he lied to everyone in his life. Think about it. Why why would the attorney,
0: why would his attorney then, why would his attorney let him take the witness stand? It was so
1: stupid. I'll tell you why. This guy was a very prominent attorney. That family was like, you know, so important in that, that community. Apparently, you know, not, not always for good things, by the way. Um, when the client wants to take the stand the client's taking the stand and especially when that client is a lawyer and thinks he knows better there's no stopping him it's that person's life so you know even if i don't want a client to client take the stand now most of my clients do listen to me but even if i don't want a client to client take the stand they insist on taking the stand because their life is on the line you can't hold them back that's their really That's their option yeah. now of course yeah. you know i would have quit before i let that guy take the stand because that was an unmitigated train wreck i mean he had to admit he lied to his family his law partners uh, the milkman everyone else but yet this jury of 12 should believe him especially when he lied about the most important fact in that case which oh yeah a minute before my family was 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 slaughtered um i was at the scene of the murders but i forgot to tell you that police officers when you investigating the case i mean come on yeah. it's just it's uh i mean where was he going with that and and you know look reasonable doubt is one thing and, and you poke holes through the case and you know, that's you know, you do that through a cross examination, but, but putting yourself up there um, mm. changes the focus entirely up to your credibility and he had zero credibility. So zero. there was no surprise there. Should have gotten was, the death penalty. Should have
0: gotten the yeah, death penalty. I know yeah. you're against that. Uh so listen, yeah. I want to go back to the New York magazine column. I uh, I love this. What do A-Rod Rod? Meat Mill, and Donald Trump have in common. Again, you and I go back 43 years. We were voted most likely, this is a true story, folks, most (laughs) likely not to succeed in the polyprep polyglot. you become the biggest attorney in the country for a long time now. I've got a uh, little gig here going pretty well. When I saw this, I I was so so proud. (laughs) And now with Donald Trump, Joe, I mean, really, I'm so proud of you. Congratulations.
1: Well, I said, you know what they didn't understand at poly is we didn't want to sort of you know, peaked too early. Right. <laughs> we we'll back a little bit. wanted to a good 30 years before we started really hitting our stride. Right. And now where's everyone else? <laughs> you know, the, the most likely to succeed. They're like making smoothies at a uh, juice generation. You know, the other one's serving coffee at the Starbucks. You know, by the way, if not, if, not, s- if not serving
0: time. <laughs> <laughs> right, or time. There's a lot of our friends that
1: did that too. Correct. Woo. Oh, oh God.
0: Now, listen, congratulations to you. It's a, it's a great column, and uh, and the president is in very, very good hands. And and as you and I talked about the last uh, 12 minutes.
1: He's got to come on and talk to you. Yeah, yeah we got to get him on. He wants, to, he, wants, he wants to. I'll tell you that. He loves you. Um, he, he mentioned that he loves you, and he wants to come on, so we'll, he'll be on.
0: All right. I mean, I had Laura Trump on three times in the last five weeks. Kimberly Guilfoyle on twice. So the family, even Junior, has come on this show many, many times. But, yes, for the big man. But as they say, Joe, you know this. What doesn't kill you makes you stronger, and that is the case with President Trump, yes? Tough times don't last, but tough people do. There you have it. Joe, I love you, man. Congratulations on everything. Great, great conversation. We'll do it again next week. You're the best. Okay. Love you. Love you, too. There he is. Same defense attorney, friend of 43 years, the great Joseph Tacopina. Check out that New York Magazine column today, article I should say. Got a pretty nice 9 o'clock hour to come your way. The man who owns all those RPM raceways, that's a heck of a good time. A. A.L. Farage is here. Plus, we may get Rachel Yucatel. I'm still waiting to find out. She's on the New York Post cover this morning in this nasty Tiger Woods story. And we'll play Sid's Take, brought to you by Pete Morgan and Peerless to All that the fourth and final hour of the day and the last hour of the week on New York's number one talk show, Sid and Friends, in the morning.